0: Welcome to Inspire Her Health, your podcast for all things her. We are a one stop shop dedicated to inspiring you to live your best by providing the latest tips, tricks, and stories from leading experts in the industry. Our mission is to bring women just like you together in an inspiring community to enhance your mind, body, and life in the healthiest way possible. Welcome, sister. You're in the right place this is where you belong. So let's begin. This episode is brought to you by our favorite superfood company, Energy Bits. Energy Bits are tiny nutrition tablets that contain spirulina and chlorella algae. These algae tablets are safe, pure, and packed with over 40 micronutrients and plenty of protein. These fast, easy, convenient raw tablets can be swallowed, chewed, added to smoothies, salads, trail mix, or other healthy snacks. Now, not all algae is created high quality, but at Inspire Her Health, we trust and stand behind Energy Bits tablets because they are the only algae brand sold, endorsed, trusted, and used by doctors, nutritionists, and wellness professionals nationwide. They are also endorsed by over 50 Olympic athletes and professional athletes. So whether you're an athlete yourself, a mom like me, working professional, wellness buff, or somebody in between, these superfood tablets are sure to help improve your immune system, energy, focus, hunger, beauty, nutrition, and overall health. Visit Energy Bits website to learn more and order your LG superfood tablets today. Go to www.energybits.com and use the promo code INSPIREHEALTH for 20% off. Once again, go to www.energybits.com and use the promo code INSPIREHEALTH for 20% off your order of these amazing LG superfood tablets. Welcome to another episode of Inspire Her Health podcast. I'm Christine Nicole, your host, CEO and founder of Inspire Her Health. So on the show today, we have Dr. Chelsea Page. She is an intimacy and women's empowerment expert and a therapy-informed coach. Dr. Chelsea is passionate about working with women who are ready to break free from the need to be everything to everyone and people who are ready to become their full authentic self. She calls herself a reformed people pleaser, perfectionist, and overachiever, and she is ready to help women step into their confidence and connection with themselves and their relationships. So I had an absolute pleasure speaking with Dr. Chelsea on this podcast interview, she is so inspiring to listen to and encouraging and her way of explaining intimacy and the importance of it in your relationship and also how intimacy can sometimes fall short in a relationship and why it does get blocked is her take on it is so unique and it's, it's very compassionate. She comes about it in a very compassionate manner And she honestly will give you guys so much tips and tricks. There's so much tidbits in this episode that she's given our listeners on how to really navigate through, you know, some of the waters of a relationship. And when it gets a little rocky or it can use a little help, what we can do about it to stay compassionate and to stay respectful to our partners. And she gives, I know you guys are going to get a lot out of this and I can't wait for you to hear it. So welcome Dr. Chelsea to the show. So happy to have you with us today. I am so excited. This is going to be a good chat. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And I wanna thank you for your amazing article that you wrote on the Inspire Her Health website. Um, For those of you who are listening and you don't know, Dr. Chelsea wrote a fantastic article um, all about, The reasons why you may be blocking intimacy in your relationship. So for today's episode, I really wanted to discuss all things intimacy, um, the importance of it for a healthy relationship, and some of the reasons why you could potentially be blocking that in your relationship and what to do if you are. So before we dive into that, Dr. Chelsea, can you please just give our audience a little background story of yourself and let them know who you are? Yes. Well, thank you. Oh my
1: gosh. I'm so excited. Well, I, right now I am a, I'm a self-love and intimacy coach and I have been a therapist for many, many years and I still have my therapy license. Um, but right now with coaching, that means I get to help any woman across the whole world. So I've worked with people in Australia, which is I'm in Colorado in the States right now. So it's just, so much fun to access everybody in all parts of the world and help them just have a really good relationship with themselves and with their partner because i often joke but in all seriousness that nobody really gives us a really good healthy and happy rule book on how to do relationships and how to really have all of that really compassion and love for ourselves and our partners so it just lights me up that I get a help in this area because not a lot of people talk about it or talk about it with actually the sustainable
0: way that we all want is to have good, sustainable love. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So important too. And you're absolutely right. I don't think a lot of people really know how to navigate through the whole, you know, the whole relationship thing, right? They, they, they kind of just jump into it and there's feelings and stuff. And then they kind of just get lost in the love and the, you know, all the sparks that fly in the beginning. And then sometimes that can kind of taper off, you know, taper off over time. And, and then people are kind of left wondering, what, what can I do? Is it just mean that we've fallen out of love? So someone like you, Chelsea is so important to have because, you know, it gives people an outlet to be able to find answers and fix some things that could be going on. And it's always hard to find those you know, find out the answers for yourself, unless you have somebody on the outside doing what you're doing, coaching them along. So that's pretty amazing what you're doing.
1: Thank you, yeah, it it feels amazing. And it's a place of, you know, just finding how you want to be showing up in the world within yourself and your relationship and in a way that feels good to you because we have, some of us are given kind of some rule books, whether it's from religion or our parents or society, But then we often forget to ask ourselves what how we want to show up and what feels good and you know i'm someone this is my job so i've done thousands of hours of reading and education like i've done all the stuff so that when you come to me you get to plug in to my mind so i can help you really lead what i call a heart-led life and find what feels good to you so it's i I yeah, it, I love I love what I do. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, is this really what I do? This is
0: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a pinch me moment, right? Where you're like, I'm actually getting paid to do something I love. I know. That's incredible. I mean, how many people can actually say that they are doing something that there's that they absolutely love? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that is a gift.
1: I, not a lot, but that's I mean, part of what I love doing too is just having other people do what they love as well. Just having a life that feels good. Cause I've And I won't get into the whole story, but just I've done the way of living personally of what I call outside-in living and doing it in a different way of inside-out living, meaning including your voice, including your heart, it just is so much easier and it feels so much better. It really is. And so I've done the outside-in living and it does not
0: work, which means Mm. you're just kind of going through life on autopilot. (laughs) Yeah, and I think a lot of us are, so they could probably relate for that for sure. So, okay, so I would like to ask you a little question. We can get back, you can get into the intimacy part of the the podcast here. So if you can explain to our audience what intimacy really is and why is it so important for our relationships? Such a good question and a big question.
1: But really intimacy, if we get down to it, is this place of where your heart, your partner's heart is connected in a way that's not it's not muddied because oftentimes what we do is we put so many protections or you know like in that article I put we block ourselves from the intimacy because going from heart to heart means we have to be vulnerable which means Mm -hmm. we are putting our hearts on the line and that can be really scary and you know whether we've had something in the past or just being our true selves can be really scary and So intimacy is just really being fully heart-to-heart with somebody and whatever that's being expressed as. So that might be, you know, doing the five love languages, which is emotional expression. And um, if your listeners don't know about that, definitely Google five love languages. Yes, do it for sure. It's It's great. (laughs) It's a good one. And uh, it's a book and just a way of expressing emotion. So we have, you know... Intimacy is this heart-to-heart connection. Again, it's expressed either emotionally or even physically. That's where we get into the sexual intimacy of a relationship, which is really important because that's, especially the sexual side, because we don't, we don't share that with anybody else. When we're in a committed relationship, that's like this extra bonus that we get to have. But then... you mentioned it even at the beginning of the podcast that after the first initial spark happens and the easiness and the spontaneous desire happens in the beginning of a relationship, like you don't even have to think about it, but then you get down into this committed place and long-term relationship and it can feel like, wait, when is the last time we had sex? (laughs) It can be tricky. And then again, we don't know how to navigate that. And but so that intimacy comes in all those forms and it's really having that complete heart-to-heart connection with yourself first and then expressing that with a partner.
0: Now, do you do, would you put intimacy as as kind of only sexual energy or is there other parts of it that would be considered intimacy as well? Definitely
1: not just sexual energy. So, I I have actually as part of my whole brand which is intentional intimacy. There's The intentional intimacy pyramid because I have found in all of the years of work that I've done that there are really four key strong elements of intimacy in a relationship and sexual intimacy is one of those pieces but if we imagine so I know you have you know your podcast listeners if you imagine just a triangle a pyramid and at the base of that pyramid you have self-intimacy So it's really starts with you. You can't have a good relationship and an intimate relationship with somebody else. If you don't have one with yourself, right? It's you, you need to go first in this. So that base that's a lot of the work that I do is having that self intimacy meaning, you know, who are you? What are your wants, your needs? You know, what are your emotions? Because then if you don't know that, then you can't do the next layer, right? We go up the pyramid is emotional intimacy in a relationship. And so how are you supposed to express your wants and needs in that emotional intimacy Mm -hmm. place if you haven't addressed the self piece first? Yeah. And as we go up that pyramid, so those next two pieces are physical intimacy and then sexual intimacy, which are two very different things. And in a lot of relationships, those can get blended in very quickly. And that's what causes actually a lot of struggles in relationships.
0: So I like how you give us a visual of the pyramid because that makes makes a lot of sense because the bottom part is the most important part, right? That's the foundation of the pyramid. And like you said, that's the self-love. I like how you put that into that pyramid and really give us that overall you know, view of that because I think a lot of, especially as women, we can kind of put our self-love and our self-care on the back burner because we're nurturing kids and you know our jobs and our careers and our husbands and these things. And yeah, that's, you know, at the end of the day, that is just so, so important. So I'm happy that you really drove that home because I think that'll really hit with a lot of the women out there listening for sure. Yes,
1: it is. And that's why it's at the base. Yeah, it is so important. Like I'm even doing right now, we're in the midst of um, my self-love sanctuary program. And it's because the self-love piece, and it's not just self-care, like just doing bubble baths, like, although that's nice, but the self-love is like, I am enough. Like I am valuable. Mm-hmm. I am beautiful. I right, I'm worthy. All of those things being able to show up for ourselves and not put all of our eggs in one basket into another person. That's where again a lot of conflicts happen is we're like put all of our worthiness in other people be- in other in the hands of other people if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: That, that yeah that's a whole bigger
1: bigger other
0: <laughs> but you know what we can even dive into that just to just touch a little bit on it but it's so true what you're saying you know and that um what you're doing right now with the self-love with the women and working on that is so important because i think we tend to look outside ourselves for validation so much right and and that, you know, whether or not it's it's societal problems or what it is, but as women, especially, we we kind of look at, you know, we're not feeling good about ourselves. Maybe we put on a little bit of weight or, you know, we haven't been taking care of ourselves or eating healthy and all these things. And we're not feeling good about ourselves. And we need at that point, then we become more needy, right? We, we want more validation. And usually who we ask the validation from is our significant others, right? <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. you know, I, I know I'm guilty of it myself. I've been there many, many times and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are too, but it's, it is definitely, there's a lot of truth to that for sure. Well, it becomes this, now we're turning to our partner for, there's all this
1: pressure for that validation, which it's, it's not fair. That doesn't mean we can't turn to our partner. There are times, you know, even still in all the work that I've done, there are times when I turn to my partner and I just, I'm not able to remind myself in that moment that he loves me or that I am lovable. And so sometimes I turn to him, I'm like, can you just tell me you love me? I, I just need to hear it right now. And He's like, of course, of course, I love you. And it's like, oh, okay, nervous system, calm down. But if I'm asking him that all the time, we actually had this pattern where then he's like, well, do you doubt that I love you? Because you're asking me all the time. You're trying to get all this reassurance and it becomes this whole messy thing. When if we balance, right, if oh, I'll give your listeners another visual. So what a healthy, really strong relationship is, if we think of the capital letter, letter H right, where we have, right, on one side is like an I, and the other side is an I, and then there's this bridge in between two people, right, but that, that H here, we don't want it to have, be an I, where we're like leaning on each other, or an A, where we're leaning on each other, so if, say, my partner goes away, God forbid, then everything crumbles, mm-hmm. An H means I stand, and I take care of me, but I reach out to you when I need to, but I'm not leaning on you, same thing with my partner. So when we have, that's again, why we need to focus on ourselves. That's sometimes again, we forget, we put all this attention on relationship when it's like, wait, how is the relationship with myself? Do I trust myself? Do I love myself? And then all the love that happens between you and your partner is this like true, authentic, really good type of love rather than this needing or needing a validation all the time or just trying to soothe our own, our own fears then it just mm. becomes all muddied and icky if that makes sense
0: oh it totally makes sense and i love that analogy again i mean it's so true right it's you can almost picture two trees standing side by side and very strong roots right mm-hmm. and then the branches touching like that is that is such a nice visual to have because it, you know you're you're kind of relating to that whole codependency thing right where we lean on the other person if we lean on one Too too far, then the tree falls over. And but yeah, that was. uh, I'm sure that's going to really resonate for sure with a lot of people. So, what are some of the like real major benefits of you know intimacy and that sexual energy in a relationship? What can you tell us about that?
1: Hmm. Well, say the benefit of the sexual energy is again this. It's this feeling of conne- more connection with a partner. And it's this place, especially if somebody has, going back to those love languages, a love language is of you know physical touch, which doesn't necessarily have to mean sexual touch. But it's this place of really having, especially for a lot of men, but not always, this very tangible sense of reassurance that you love me, you care about me, I matter to you, I'm important to you it's this place of, you know, full-blown connection, right? Not just this energy of emotion, but it's the energy of emotion and the physical. So it's adding another element into, you know, how you connect. Mm -hmm. But we often cut that part of our relationship off, or a lot of women do, and they don't intend to. But what happens is kind of goes back to that, um, the pyramid that I talked about is very intentionally, I put physical intimacy separate than sexual intimacy, because a lot of women, they cut off the sexual intimacy because they feel like they have to do the whole shebang. Like their partner gives them a kiss or hug. And then like, then their mind goes, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. You know, do they want to go to the bedroom and they want to go and do full blown sex, but I'm super exhausted. I had a long day. That's not really full yes for me. So then they cut everything off, which means you're cutting off this huge piece of connection in your relationship. And so yeah. part of that is just asking yourself what you can say yes to. If it's the whole shebang of sex is not what you're on board for right now, what if it's a nice kiss and cuddle in bed? Right? You don't have to cut it all off. You can still play in the physical and sexual realm. But again, our society doesn't give us that script.
0: Yeah. And it just seems so black and white, you know? So okay. I, we either, and I honestly, like. and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Chelsea, because obviously, you know, you're the expert in this, but Have you found, and I've found over the years with the, you know, the men that I've dated, and obviously my husband now, men are very black and white. You know, Mm. like, you know, as women, sometimes we may be scared to kind of open that up, like you were saying, like, oh, maybe you know, I want to just give him a nice hug or ask him for a back rub or you know, can you rub my feet a little bit? But a lot of men get you know, when they touch their women, they get aroused and men have a hard time shutting that down. Right. And just focusing on that moment in time, like men are always, not always, but you know, a lot of times they're thinking, Hmm, can I do more? Is she going to let me do more? Mm -hmm. And is there something that you can give our audience so that if they say to their, their hubbies or significant other, you know, honey, I would just love to just lie in bed and watch you know netflix and just cuddle tonight or you know my back is really aching can you just give me a nice back rub but you know how can they almost convey it confidently to their significant other if they know that it's going to most likely lead down the you know the sexual path if they're not into it how can they kind of gently let them down
1: yes oh well lots of questions in that but let me see hold on mine's puzzling okay So one of the important pieces that I wanna say is we have to be careful that we're not putting this assumption on a relationship that it always has to lead to sex. And that might be, right, I've had many women come to me, they're like, but that's what happens. Like it's not just an assumption, like it actually happens. And right now, oftentimes it always happens is because the two of you are following the script that movies, pornography, magazines have shown us for so long, which is what I call the pressure escalator a kiss starts or a hug and then just like an escalator, you're committed to the top and there's no there's no like backing out of it. There's no change, like you're gonna have to go. Yeah. And your hubby, your significant other has also gotten that same script given to them and that often can be like, this is what we do, right? This is what we're supposed to be doing. And so it's entering into this conversation that, hey, let's do this in a different way. Let's do this in a different way where it doesn't have to lead to the goal every time, right? It's not about orgasm. It's not about penetration. It's about pleasure and connecting with each other. So if we're about pleasure and connecting with each other, then we both get to decide what that looks like. If it is, say, you know, a naked massage in bed or a nice sudsy shower and, you know, the bathroom or whatever it looks like, right? A new toy, something, it doesn't matter, but it's practicing doing it in a new way with your partner and, and just saying, hey, can we, you know, play around, follow the pleasure in this? And then it doesn't have to lead to sex every time. Mm-hmm. And what happens, and this is kind of this underlying thing, the reason why it often goes to if you start kind of doing a kiss and a cuddle, and then your partner is like, ooh, this is gonna go to sex, I want this, is often because you have left your partner in what I call intimacy limbo land because you feel like it always has to lead to sex, you're saying no a ton of the time, which means your partner is left in this place where they have no idea when they're going to be able to connect with you physically. They don't know, they're like, are we gonna be physical, You know, have that physical connection today, tomorrow, next week, next year, never, they don't know. So then when there's this one opportunity where they actually get to touch you, of course they're going to want to like touch you and enjoy <laughs> all of you. Yeah. And then it, and then it perpetuates the cycle though, because then your mind goes, well, see, it always has to lead to sex, but it doesn't have to, if you're saying yes on a more consistent basis to more of those small bites of physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's, I know that kind of was a broad sweeping of answering that question. Like that's, I mean, that's, that's a big question. <laughs> it is, it is. And you did a great job answering it. <laughs> Thank you. That's no, fine. I, re- oh, go ahead. If I can jump in, you had this one piece and I'm so sorry of how can I let my partner down gently in a way that feels good. That was one of those big pieces. I want to make sure I put that in here. So this is a little bonus nugget for your listeners is we don't want to just say no. Like say, I just imagine, okay, you're in the bedroom and your partner is kind of like starting to touch your leg. You're maybe saying, hey, let's do a massage and you can kind of get the feel, right, whether it's true or not, that maybe he wants some more, right, or maybe he even just straight out asks you, hey, honey, do you wanna have sex right now? If we just say no, we've shot them out into intimacy limbo land, right? Mm -hmm. Again, no until when, right, they have no idea but we want to do it in a way that honors each other. So again, this is a little, nice little extra nugget. I usually give my clients, but I'm, I love your listeners. So I'm going to give it anyways. <laughs> to say no, it's a three part recipe, right? We honor the reaching out. So if your partner's kind of touching you, you say, thank you, right? Oh my gosh, honey, thank you so much for wanting to be close to me. Thank you so much for wanting to have sex. Thank you so much for whatever the ask is. And then you tell the truth of what's going on for you, not excuses. Let's say like after today, I'm back to back meetings today, I'm gonna be really exhausted by the end of the day. So if my partner, hey honey, do you wanna have sex? I'll say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for wanting to be close to me. You know what, I just had a huge day of meetings, like my mind, my body is so exhausted. And then the third piece is I either negotiate a different activity or a different time. So I could say, you know what, sex isn't a yes for me, but what do you think about maybe taking a nice shower together, that would feel really good. Or, you know what, right now sex is a no, but, you know, give me an hour. Let me go rinse off in the shower. Let me have some food because I haven't eaten in a few hours. And then let's reconvene and kind of discuss how we can connect with each other. So that's a more thoughtful way where it honors you and it honors your partner so that you're not putting your partner out in intimacy limbo land, or you're not saying yes when you really don't want to.
0: Oh, thank you, Dr. Chelsea. Okay. Listeners, you might want to rewind (laughs) that and go get a pen and write it down because she scripted it so well. And you know, the way you said it, you, you, you're not just, and that's, you know, and I like how you said, just don't say, don't just say no, because that just, that just, you know, devastates the poor guy, right. Or female whoever it is that you're with. And, um, But just saying not now, explaining it right, explaining, you know, the truth behind it and then giving them an alternative or a time that kind of kind of eases it, you know, lets them down gently and then gives them something to look forward to. That is that is definitely a golden nugget. So thank you for sharing that. You're
1: welcome. And I know. There's going to be a lot of questions after that, but you're going to have to work with me. <laughs> more of those answers it is a more thoughtful place rather than, because sometimes we even say no, not even with our words, but with our bodies, like we turn away or we go. And that it's, that's not coming from love, mm-hmm. right? If we want to really honor the relationship and have this love and intimacy, it's really being compassionate with yourself and your partner. And it requires using your words. That means we need to put on our big kid pants and our adult pants and really have those conversations. But again, nobody teaches us how to have the conversation. So we're just all functioning on assumptions or autopilot. And if you really want a good, strong, intimate relationship, it's going, okay, you know what? I really didn't get the tools of they're learning how to do this. And that's when we reach out for help right? In any area that you need help in. And there's no shame in
0: that. It just means you weren't given the tools. So you just got to go get the tools. And there is no shame. And I love how you say that because, you know, there really isn't any shame. If there are parts of your relationship that are lacking, and especially in what we're talking about now, and you value that relationship, and it's something that you want to hang on to long-term yeah, there's no harm in reaching out to somebody like Dr. Chelsea for instance and and <laughs> and getting that help because I mean I've heard I've heard personally from friends and family members who've gone and seen people like you it's literally transformed their relationships like give them the tools to get through these things. So, you know, it's it's a conversation that needs to happen. I think it's a conversation that is okay to have and it's also something you know, maybe society puts a little bit of like, you know, if you're not handling a the re- relationship, then maybe it's just not for you. But I think it's just, it's so much more than that. You know, you're being, you know, when you pick a partner, you're, you're essentially trying to find somebody that you're going to spend either the rest of your life with or a long period with. And yeah. it's not always going to be easy, right? And there's things that you got to navigate through on your own, but there's also things that you need help with. So, yes. Thank you for giving us that. I appreciate it. So with the whole, so I have a, a question. I'm going to just to kind of change gear just a tiny bit, but I, I do notice a lot of women and I, I'm i going to say more for the moms that I know. And, mm-hmm. and I've heard that after they have children, especially, they lose that sexual fire and the, they just literally have said, I've heard this many, many times, I would be happy to never have sex again. Yeah. Now, in your opinion, is could a relationship survive on no sexual energy or very, very little sexual energy?
1: Yes, but with an asterisk next to it. It could survive and get by. Mm-hmm. But we are not put on this planet to just survive and get by you deserve an amazing relationship with yourself and your partner. And so if you want it to just be okay and fine, then you don't have to do anything differently. But part of the having that intimacy is really experiencing it and understanding that, we go through transitions in our lives, right? The beginning of the relationship, we talked about that a little bit. There's going to be a transition into when you enter long-term relationship. When you're pregnant, that's going to be totally different too. When you have kids, that's going to be different too. Maybe you have a health issue that happens, that's going to impact your sexual self. Because, and another thing to Google, or I have tons of articles on my website, we forget, or we not forget, because no one tells us this, that a lot of women have what's called responsive desire, not spontaneous desire, which means all of a sudden we get this flicker of, ooh, I want to have sex, right? Which can feel like it maybe comes out of nowhere. A lot of men have this because testosterone kind of gives them, it's almost like a a gas fireplace as opposed to like a wood fireplace Mm -hmm. is a good way to look at it. And for women, being in that sense of responsive desire, that means again, why I say my brand is intentional intimacy, you have to be intentional. So you can't just throw up your hands and go, well, I just don't even think about sex anymore. So I'm just going to live with that. It's, It's no big deal. It's probably a big deal to your partner. And if it's a big deal to your partner, it's a big deal to the relationship, which means you need to look at it and really look at, okay, why am I not feeling sexy right now? If you just had a kid, your biological body is shutting that down, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of hormones that are going in a lot. You know, you just had a baby. You're in this protection mode around having your kid. But then sometimes we just stay in that mode where it's like, okay, I'm in mom mode and I don't know how to be in mom mode and then transition into wife and in what I call into this inner desire part of you. And that's where that responsive desire comes in is we have to be intentional to transition our minds and our bodies into that sexual space rather than thinking it's going to pop out of thin air. Yeah. So that means taking care of yourself, right? Going for a run, shaving your legs so you feel good, (laughs) making sure that you're setting time aside to be intimate with your partner because with kids around all the time, you're going to need some space. Really, it's just being intentional because if, again, if it's important to your partner, or if it's important to you, it's important to the relationship. So figure it out. And if you don't know how to figure it out, I I can help. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's so true. And you know, I I like how you said, do something for yourself first before, Mm -hmm. before looking outside, because that is, you know, we go back to the whole self care and how important that is. So, you know, we just talked about you know, some of the reasons, you know, especially as moms, that uh, intimacy can get blocked. But what are some other reasons, even, you know, for listeners that don't have kids, Mm -hmm. what are some other reasons that intimacy can be blocked in maybe their relationship?
1: Mm, So many different things. And this is what can be really frustrating. I actually, I had what the heck blocks your sexual desire at <laughs> a free masterclass in my Facebook group, which is still there. So it's going to be in there no matter when anyone's listening to this, but just in a sense of, cause that was an hour. So I'll kind of recap it. But again, we can't just expect us. We can't expect ourselves to be like robots, like beep, boop, boop. I'm going to be sexual. We have to look at our internal and external environment and in our past to see what's blocking, what's getting in the way. It's almost like our sexual self, like the energy that's there, it's, there's a river, there's a flow, or there's a creek, there's this flow that's there, but then these boulders get put in place. Mm -hmm. And it could be a past boulder, there's a lot of things in the past, sexual shaming that happens from religion a lot of the time, we've had past traumas, physical, emotional, any of that, that can be a big block that's there messages of, you know, you can't have sex until you're married, but then all of a sudden you're supposed to, you know, be open to having sex. So there's a lot of past messages that can get in the way. And there's also a lot of current things that happen. Stress is a big one. If we're, you know, being, I used to be a big overachiever as a protection strategy, because I'm going to be a people pleaser, please you, and I'm going to do it perfectly. And I'm going to do all the things to try to feel Mm. worthy in this world. Totally doesn't work by the way. But that's exhausting, which means there's no place for my sexual self to come out and play. Or it might mean there's an emotional piece in the relationship that's not being attended to. Because not to sound crass, but it's true, if we wanna be able to open our legs, we wanna have an open heart. It doesn't have to be in that place. But we need to have an open heart and a heart to heart connection with our partner, especially as women, so that we can have this context of our sexual self to want to come out and play. So if we're fighting all the time with our partner, your sexual self is going to be like, I don't think so. Not going to happen. If you're stressed all the time, same thing. Not going to happen. If you're feeling really icky and blah because you keep eating five slices of pizza and drinking beer. Your sexual self is not going to want to come out and play. Mm -hmm. But it's taking a look at, okay, where am I not feeling good about stuff? Is it my past? Is it my relationship? Is it something within me? And then start taking the actions to really step toward and removing those blocks out of the way. And sometimes we have one big block and sometimes we have a lot of blocks in the way. And it's just, it's a process. So we want to start stepping toward the road of intentional intimacy, as I call it
0: yeah i like how you say that the road of intentional intimacy because it, it is very intentional mm-hmm. do you do you ever get your clients to journal like just to maybe reflect on where they're coming yes. from yes 100 percent journal
1: and i love journaling myself because it just it allows all the puzzle pieces to just mm-hmm. settle in and then you go oh oh i had no idea about that about myself so
0: yes i love journaling yeah it's amazing what comes up when you actually put pen to paper Mm -hmm. like it can be it can be a little bit intimidating to look at a blank you know white piece of paper but once you start going oh my goodness some of the stuff that comes out yeah and sometimes even the other day there was um because i do
1: my own i have a coach of my own too so i really advocate for you know always a growing and always evolving and always finding more nooks and crannies in myself because uh we're not going to be stagnant. So when we're stagnant and comfortable, then we're not growing. Mm -hmm. So I was even given this journal prompt from my coach. And I sat sat at my journal and I was like, for like five minutes, blank page, no idea. And then just the, given the space to allow things to come up, then eventually it did. And it was like total word vomit onto the page. So true. Oh my goodness. That's part of, you know, really growing and expanding is doing those things that. Be curious about yourself and about the relationship. And, you know, it's okay to do things like reading books or journaling on your own and that kind of thing. And, but I would be careful with Google because Google can be a black hole. So it's good to go and learn from somebody who actually has sifted through everything. That, not everything, there's so much out there, but a lot of the stuff so that you can maybe even have the right journal prompts to ask questions on and really be guided to learning more about yourself so you could have that just beautiful, intimate relationship that you, you deserve. And I,
0: yeah, everyone deserves
1: it. Everyone deserves it.
0: They do. And you know, it's it's very saddening. And I mean, you probably see this a lot too. A lot of relationships don't really, you know, they don't make it long term. And I've, you know, we, I just unfortunately found out about a really close couple that, that we've been friends with for years that are splitting up. And, you know, I think about what you're saying and I, I'm like, wow, maybe if they had been able to listen to somebody like you or know that there was some help out there, then they could have salvaged what, you know, what was happening in the relationship. Cause I think all too often, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think people get so used to the relationship, not going well, that they just continue going on that way until it gets to a point where it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work anymore because it's just compounded over the years. So for all of you guys listening, if, there, if any of this is resonating with you, oh my goodness, definitely Dr. Chelsea is, is the one to reach out to because it's so important. And I really love what you said about don't get lost in Google land. That is, oh, oh my goodness. It's so confusing and overwhelming. Yeah.
1: It is, and it, even if there's pieces there that can be helpful, it's hard to put the puzzle pieces together. Like I've been spending years doing this, right? And I'm still putting puzzle pieces together because life is interesting and it's complicated and there's so many facets that are there, but I've created roadmaps on how to do these things. So don't, don't waste your time doing all the Google stuff. And, and I also want to say that, you know, for anybody who is in a hard place, or even if you're in this place of. You know, I've had many women come to me that they're like, I want to want to have sex, like I want to want to have that, but I don't have that. And is there something wrong with me? And you know, going into that journey of getting help, I think can be one of the most powerful things. And I wish, and this, you know, just to have this understanding, I was that couple that you're talking about. I was that couple. I've been divorced. I had a relationship in the past, but I had no idea what the heck I was doing because nobody helps me. Nobody Mm -hmm. told me how, and I was too ashamed to ask anybody, and we get caught in those mixes. And I did what, you know, I did outside-in living because I was a mega people pleaser, and now I know how to do inside-out living, really doing a heart-led life, and it is so much easier this way. And so I don't ever, ever want to shame anybody who is in a hard place. I would just say either, you know, do the work now because where we go, we will always follow. So just going into a new relationship isn't going to fix everything. Believe me, Mm -hmm. all my old crap came up in my, in the relationship with my husband now. And I was like, oh, I got to figure this out. And that's either neither here nor there, but it's do the work. Don't be afraid of the work. And it doesn't mean you have to do all the work right now, but start stepping toward that in whatever fashion that is and do the work either now with the relationship you have now or you'll be doing it later. But either way, you're going to have to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you will. Uh, You know, at one point it's going to get so heavy that you're going to feel the weight of it and have to take action. Now, Dr. Chelsea, do you work with uh, primarily women or do you work with couples as well? I work primarily with women, so this is a place, so I help women
1: in the place of self-love and basically doing the inside out living as I was talking about, really understanding how to make sure they are having space for them and how to show up in their relationship because it can be this domino effect and if you change how you are showing up in the relationship, it creates this invitation to your partner to then show up in a different way And there is, of course, tons of work that can be done as a couple, but I have found that my passion is with working with women and really helping their internal world and their external world. And it just lights me up and it's so magical. I love it.
0: And would you say that if one person changes in a relationship, that the relationship can change?
1: Yes. If the other person wants to change. Some people are very, very, very stubborn and they do not want to change. And that's when you can really look at yourself and go, okay, I've really stepped up my game. I have really showed up more intentionally. I have done all of these things to really make changes, but my partner's not budging. And even before that, that's when we want to reach out for help to see, Mm -hmm. okay, why isn't my partner budging? Is there something I'm not seeing in this? Maybe I'm not actually inviting them into you know, the space that I'm in, maybe I'm demanding them to join me. Maybe I'm push pressuring them to join me. I'm trying to make them join me, which is then going to just push them further away. So this again is where help can be really important, but some people just don't want to change or they're not ready to do it right now. And they're going to need to do the work later, but you just, you get to decide that for yourself. Do I want to stay in this relationship? if The other person's not willing to work on this with me. Relationships are always evolving is my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if one person is growing and another person staying stagnant, then it just really can't, can't really move forward. Right. It just stays,
1: stays and where it is. That's where, that's where honestly being, going to therapy can really help dive into that. Cause oftentimes we don't change because we're scared or we have protection mm-hmm. strategies. We're really afraid to move forward. We don't know how to do that. So again, that's where somebody who's compassionate and can hold accountability can be super helpful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now you have some amazing programs that you offer through your services. Can you tell our audience a little bit about those? Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. Thank you. Well, a big piece. So that intimacy pyramid that I told your listeners before, those four pieces, I base my programs off of that. So right now I'm doing a program, the self-love sanctuary, all about that self piece. And so wait, what month are we in? So time is so weird. We're in June. June now. it's a weird year oh yeah. my
0: goodness is it ever <laughs> I
1: know. so i do programs around the self piece uh, coming up i'm actually doing a virtual retreat so really getting intentional it's super important to again be intentional and focus on what's working what's not working how do i want to move forward and so that's a big piece that i'm doing in that virtual retreat is really taking stock of you know the first half of the year and then really creating this intention moving forward of how you want to be showing up for yourself and in your relationship, because we don't want to go on autopilot or just wing it mode because that does, does not work. Mm-hmm. And I do programs on the emotional intimacy in a relationship coming up in July. Actually, I'm doing one on the sexual side of the relationship. So really basically how on earth do I go from couch to bedroom is what that is. Um, so I really work on all those pieces. So I have programs. So that means group Programs and I do them in Facebook groups, so it makes it really easy. I have one-on-one coaching, so we really get to dive in the stuff. I have a book club, the Intentional Woman online book
0: club. I saw that. that. That's awesome. Yeah, so
1: there's all these different layers to work with me. You know, small investment, medium investment, large investment, or even my free Facebook group. There's still some goodies in there. So there's all these different
0: ways that you can be in my world. That's awesome, and you know your, your approach to relationship coaching, intimacy coaching is so different. You know, you, I, you hear of other people going to coaches and it's like, they just sit down and they talk about their problems and, and they just vent and they may give them a couple of tidbits, but I love how you, you almost empower women. You, you, you try to figure out let them figure out what makes them tick and explore and, you know, self love. And so not only are they, are they able to better their relationships, but they're, they're able to be uh, better versions of themselves if they go to see you. And so that is so unique in, in this coaching space. So I thank you for doing that. It's, there's such a need for that for sure.
1: Well, it's important. We have, right. The better relationship that we have with ourselves, the better it is with the partner. Which means that we can go more into ourselves, and it just becomes this positive feedback loop, which is amazing. But yes, it all starts with you. And so, again, the more better we have a relationship with ourselves, the more it's better with everything else.
0: Everything else. It's mm-hmm. so true. So true. And I mean, not even we're just. I mean, we're talking about relationships right now, but just in life in general. You know, you. Yeah. You become a better version of yourself and you're going to attract so much in your life and all levels, you know, just not even just the, the intimacy and relationship part, you know, uh, you know, prosperity, abundance, other relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's so important. So where would our listeners go and find you and find out about your amazing services? Yes. Well,
1: Either you can go to my website, which is drchelseypage.com. That's where kind of the hub, you can find my blog that's there. There's a link at the top to join my Facebook group. Or really, I'm I'm all on Facebook mostly right now. So if you just go onto Facebook and look for Intentional Intimacy with Dr. Chelsea or Dr. Chelsea Page, or even you can friend me personally. I have a ton of people on there, just Chelsea Page. You can find me on Facebook and that's where you can then join my intentional intimacy women's group, a free group.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. So I want to ask you one last question that I ask everybody. And if you can give our audience one thing to help them live a happier, healthier life overall, what would that be? Get intentional. Just get intentional. Don't
1: Go into autopilot and wing it mode. Actually use your conscious brain to have the life that you want
0: and you deserve. But it means you got to take ownership and be intentional. Amen, Dr. Chelsea. That is so powerful. You know, being intentional on all levels is so important. And you're so right about being intentional with our relationships. Being on autopilot is something that a lot of us do, I'm sure, in our lives, just because we're so busy and times are so crazy, but just really sitting back and reflecting on our relationship and the things that we're doing and maybe some of the things that are going wrong is so important. So I want to thank you, Dr. Chelsea, so much for coming on the show. You are a wealth of knowledge in the intimacy and relationship space, and I know our listeners have probably got so much out of this episode and also you know if they're going through some times with their relationship that's uneasy there's some hope for them that there are people out there just like you that can help them and guide them through and give them hope to help better their relationship or maybe even heal some wounds that are there. So I'm going to wrap things up now and it was a pleasure having you and I thank you again for coming on to the show
1: you are so welcome thank you again for
0: having me it was
1: it was really wonderful
0: you're welcome till next time thank you so much for tuning in to inspire her health podcast if you were inspired about what you heard today please leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform Also, please help us to inspire more women to live their best by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it on your social media. Be sure to tag us at inspireherhealth so that we may give you a shout out on our social platforms. And thank you for your support. If you would like more tips and tricks on how to live a healthier, happier life, be sure to visit us on our online magazine at www.inspireherhealth.com. And while you're there, we would love for you to join our community where you will be automatically entered in for our monthly giveaways, as well as receive weekly wellness challenges and exclusive content to inspire you through mind, body, and life. Thanks again for tuning in. See you in the next episode.